time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Well, we've got a great show for you today. Welcome once again to the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt with Glenn Mosseller, founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting in Greensboro with an office on Mears Chapel Road. We're online at greensbororetirement.com. Subscribe to the podcast, find past episodes there, all at Greensboro Retirement. Com. Glenn, a couple of weeks ago, we covered a great topic here on the program. We talked about things that might be underrated in the financial world. Well, now we're going to do the reverse of that on today's podcast. We're going to talk about the things that might be overrated, or at least I'm going to pose you the question to see if these things are overrated in the financial world. And what do we mean by overrated? We're talking about the things that maybe get pushed or catch a lot of buzz in the financial landscape, but maybe they're not cracked up to what they, you know, all they should be, uh, or maybe they're, they're, you know, they're not cracked up to what they are supposed to be or pushed as. So I want to explore some of these things that kind of get sold to you as the greatest thing since sliced bread, but maybe in reality, are we putting too much focus and attention on these things? And again, Glenn, some of these things will sound great on the surface, but are they truly a little bit overweighted or overrated? First one on the list would be tax advantages. Is that something that's overrated? Well, Walter, I mean, it's all about context, right? I mean, when you look at the possible risks that we face, you know, kind of going forward for folks who are, you know, thinking about retirement or getting ready to retire, taxes is a big concern, right? I mean, we start looking at, well, where where are areas that you could potentially have money fall through the cracks? And, and one of them is obviously, you know, uh, paying too much in taxes, Right. And we start thinking about, well, there are many different types of accounts out there. You know, one of the most common is you know, 401ks and IRAs and the pre-tax dollars and tax deferred you know, type of accounts. And so, you know, we have to think in terms of, well, well, how much money do we have in that kind of an account? And as we start pulling money out, as you know, how much taxes are going to be due? Is it going to create, you know, additional taxes elsewhere? You know, we've talked about this in other podcasts and other shows where, you know, we, we start talking about Social Security. You know, and Social Security is not inherently taxable, but it becomes subject to taxation based upon how much other income you have. So, you know, we start thinking about, well, tax advantaged accounts or, or you know, tax deferred accounts and what's going to be the best thing for me or which one is the best one. And of course, the answer, you know, tends to come back. Well, it depends. You know, I would say that, you know, virtually everybody wants to have, you know, some tax deferred money, you know, and just about everybody wants to also have some tax advantage or tax free money. And everybody wants to have some money that, that is quickly accessible and liquid and doesn't face any kind of penalties and extra taxation you know, and kind of a, you know, maybe it's a savings account or a brokerage account that, that you can easily access and, and it's right there for you. But the key questions are, is, is, you know, do you have the right amounts of money in each of those accounts? And that, that sounds like a kind of a funny question. And it's a different way of diversifying your portfolio, but diversifying for tax reasons, you know, makes as much sense as, you know, if, if not more sense in a lot of cases in terms of thinking about, well, what are you holding in your accounts? You know, in terms of we want to know what is going to be the tax implications when we start taking money out. 
And there are certain cases where I, I come across and people are very well balanced. They don't have to worry too much about certain things in terms of the taxation. But then I see other scenarios where folks, it's like, you know, what you've got brewing here, you know, in your planning, you may be facing a significant amount of taxes if you don't make some adjustments. And so when we start thinking about tax advantages, I wouldn't say it's overrated or underrated, I, you know, other than, you know, what is your particular situation and, you know, are there some concerns to have in your current portfolio and your planning going forward? And I think that's more of a realistic question to really be thinking about and asking yourself and, and asking your advisor, because you certainly don't want to be sending extra money to Washington, D.C. or to Raleigh, you know, just because you know, there was a lack of planning in terms of the taxation of, the, of your different types of accounts. So it's a great goal to still have, but not necessarily, you know, if you don't have anything safe for retirement, it's not like tax advantages are going to come to the rescue. It's not like it's the end all. It's right. The end all I mean, all. yeah, you want to have tax efficiency in your overall planning process. And and that's really what we strive for. And that's what we plan to, you know, and when we sit down with folks, and when we do that, that discovery process about what assets and what resources do you have and how are they positioned and, and what are going to be the tax implications of different types of accounts and the monies that you draw out. Yeah, that's a great point, Glenn. So along those same lines, what about this one? Something else that gets a lot of buzz in the financial world. Is this overrated? Rates of return. A lot of focus on that. Right. And there's reason for that, right? Particularly when you are in the accumulation phase of life. When you're saving for retirement and you're, you know, you're putting money into your 401ks and your IRAs and you're like maybe you're in your 30s and 40s, maybe even in your early 50s. I mean, rate of return is an important thing. I mean, that's one of the biggest reasons why folks use, you know, those market based accounts versus, you know, putting something like in a savings account, you know, for the retirement just simply because it has the ability to grow more. Now, obviously, it has the ability to also go down. But over time, at least, you know, using history as a guide, there's been obviously bull markets and bear markets but over time historically things have tended to go up and they have they've tended to outpace like a savings account that being said when you're transitioning towards retirement and you start phasing to the you know the preservation and distribution phases of life well then you know rate of return you know it still has some importance particularly with a portion of your money but return of your money you know becomes a bigger you know piece of the puzzle in terms of planning and making sure that the money's going to last. I think it was Will Rogers that said, you know, that at some point, you know, it, it becomes more important to have return of your money or return of your capital than return on your capital. It's really a question of where are you in life and how are you positioned and what is your risk tolerance, but also in terms of, you know, do you have an income plan that's sustainable that you have to be thinking more in terms of, what about the distribution rate, you know, rather than the rate of return? Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense, Glenn. And I think it's one that a lot of people need to be thinking about to reiterate your last thought there. Not about necessarily rates of return like it's probably been the rest of your life. More about the, you know, the return of your money, right? Rather than the return on, on your money. What's it going to be like to take that back out? The withdrawal rate versus the rate of return starts to become more and more important the older you get and the further into or at least close to retirement that you become. We're talking about things that might be overrated in the financial world that seem like great things on the surface. And this isn't to say that they aren't good things to focus on, but are they overblown maybe for the retiree or pre-retiree? Let's throw this one out there as well, Glenn. Commission-based investment accounts. I'll say it again. Commission-based investment accounts. Are those overrated? 
Well, Walter, I mean, it's always interesting because some folks think that that's like, hey, that's where I really want to be, you know, and it's like if I'm going to hold something for a really long time, then I won't have additional fees and so forth. But yet at the same time, there are a number of advisors and a different, you know, a number of different companies that are out there that will, you know, look to, you know, kind of make a lot of transactions to create, you know, commission-based revenue for that particular agent or for that particular company and whatnot. So again, it's kind of one of those things, well, it depends. I mean, the, you know, commissions aren't necessarily a bad thing and, and fees aren't necessarily a bad thing because, I mean, if you have professionals that are in the field, you know, working for you, I mean, that's kind of the way that folks get paid. And that's the way that those companies get paid. And so, it's, you know, that you want those companies to be out there and you want them to be doing well and, you know, so that they can offer you the, you know, the products and the services that are there. You just have to be, you know, aware of, you know, how they work, you know, and as, is there a conflict of interest? I mean, there's almost always some sort of a conflict of interest out there, but is, is it being addressed properly, you know, and is that being revealed to you? And it's like, you know, how is your advisor, you know, getting compensated? Have you asked those questions? You know, have they gone over that with you, you know, and so I would just say that it's, you know, in essence, I mean, a lot of times when you start thinking about, you know, well, what's going to create balance, you know, I mean, there are times when you're looking at insurance type of products, well, you know, they're designed to, you know, have a commission base, you know, in them. And a lot of times you might find the market-based accounts that are that way as well, or you might find other market-based accounts that are more fee-based. And again, it's not a good thing or a bad thing necessarily. It's just, you know, what are they charging? Are you getting value for what for what you're being charged? Or are you maybe you're not getting, you know, get getting charged an extra thing. Maybe, maybe the, the particular type of product or service that's out there is is designed to have that built in. So, you know, again, I think the key part of all of that is when you're thinking about, you know, working with an advisor and how they're getting compensated is you that you understand how it works. How is the particular, um, you know, type of an account that they are suggesting to you? You know, how is that going to work for you? And how is that going to work for the company? How is that going to work for them as an advisor? And as long as, you know, there's full disclosure and folks understand how that all works, then you're likely going to be in a good position. And you'll know if you start asking those questions and you're not getting candid answers, you know, as to whether or not there's something to be concerned about. Are you with me, Walter? I'm with you on that. Yeah, absolutely. So I think as we evaluate these different things that might be overrated a little bit in the financial world, it's, again, all about the lens and perspective through which you're viewing these things. And what's true at age 30 may not be what's true at age 50 or 60 or even, you know, 70 and beyond as you get further into retirement. And so it's always good to reevaluate where you stand on these things because they can become more or less important depending on your situation in life, where you are on that time spectrum, all moving parts tend to play a role in some of these things. So if you're listening to today's podcast and you're new to the show, maybe you didn't listen to the one that was a couple of weeks ago where we talked about things that were underrated in the financial world, I invite you to go check that one out as well. Just go about back about three or four podcasts and you'll see the one that talks about things that might be underrated in the financial world. It'll be a good counterpoint to today's show. So I do invite you to go check that one out as well. If you want to talk to Glenn about some of the things that maybe you have overrated in your own financial life or you're not sure if you should be putting as much stock or information or energy behind these things, give Glenn a call, 336 291 3535. He can talk to you about what's going on in your financial life, help you better prepare for retirement as well. 336-291-3535. If you want to get a complimentary financial review, you can do that online as well. Scheduling that time to meet by going to greensbororetirement.com and click on the free consultation button at the bottom of the page. Again, that's greensbororetirement.com. 
click on free consultation at the bottom of that page. Glenn, thanks for the help as always on today's show. Enjoy the conversation about some of the things that might be overrated in the financial landscape. And we'll look forward to another good show with you next week. Sounds good, Walter. Take care. For Glenn, I'm Walter. We'll talk to you soon right back here on the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. 